three. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Smartest Amazon Seller. Today, we have a, a, a great subject as usual, but more importantly, we're bringing on an expert. It's not just my voice that you're going to hear. I have with me Albert Polanco. He has built a business around Amazon product photography. He's certainly uh, an expert in this field. I actually came across him, saw a video of his that he did on uh, Jungle Market. And uh, that's a that's a marketplace of Amazon services. And his video caught my attention. And then Jungle Scout actually featured him on their Instagram live. And just everything he said, I just kind of ate up. I was like, yes, this is this is this is what I'm looking for. Kind of a uh, you know a very disciplined and you know scientific and very uh, uh, knowledgeable approach to Amazon photography. So Albert, welcome to the podcast, and uh, thanks for coming. Hey, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate this opportunity. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. All right. So first off, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into product photography? All right. So that's, that's a really good question. Um, I started my entrepreneurship journey when I was 13 uh, years old. I was a kid. I was selling custom gaming computers on eBay. And, uh, you know, fast forward 24 businesses later, um, I landed here at product photography. And so I've done a whole lot of things from marketing agencies to Facebook ad agencies. A lot of what I was doing, uh, video production, a lot of what I was doing is around branding and marketing. And so I ended up going down the rabbit hole of figuring out that, hey, I needed a product that I could sell online, my own product that I could push because I know how to market. I've helped, you know, offline businesses go from, you know, starting from zero to over a million in revenue uh, in the past. I did that with branding and marketing and perception, right? And so I realized if I could find a product that I wanted to sell, then I could use Amazon. Like this whole Amazon FBA opportunity was massive. And so I went down that rabbit hole and I I got ready to order my first product. And I really realized that, you know, I calculated based on my own knowledge of marketing and and what this was going to take. I figured I needed about $15,000 to really start what I wanted to do the right way. And so I didn't have that saved up. Right. I had some investments like that I couldn't touch, but I did have around like $15,000 in camera equipment. Right. I had a video production company. I've been all over the world flying drones and shooting exotic cars for big brands. Sounds like you got a lot of fun toys. Yeah. Yeah. I had so much fun with that. Right. And um, I ended up finding this massive need. Right. Instead of going straight into Amazon FBA, I said, well, let me use this camera equipment to save up the money so that I can go and do that business. But what happened was a little different, right? It, it was a huge need. I knew that if you could get the perception right, like perception is reality. And so this little thing that I started, it took off, right? I started on freelancing sites and I got great reviews. Um, and I took it off of the freelancer sites quickly. Um, but I found out that I needed to do things a little differently to disrupt this industry because you know, even in the Amazon photography space, um, you have a bunch of really good photographers that are taking really good pictures. Um, and the higher end agencies, the, they take really great pictures, but the experience I've heard is, is not so great. But that's not what you want as an Amazon seller, right? What you really want is sales. Right. Know? And so I knew that I could help there, right? I've been a student of marketing and sales for like the last 10 years. Um, and so, yeah, I, I see the, the opportunity that Amazon is. For yeah. people to become free, you know? 
That's, no, that's how it started. Yeah, no, you hit a lot of subjects. Amazon photography is, uh, you know, a, a niche inside of photography because it's digital. It's a very uh, seasoned kind of shopper. You know, these are people that are accustomed to buying a lot. And then again, this is where all the uh, money's going in. And it sounds like you've had a lot of experience with different uh, marketing. You know, most of your businesses that you described, like, you know, they were a little bit of e-commerce, a little bit of uh, photography or video, but like marketing is kind of a, you know, a backbone of any, uh, you know, any online selling has marketing components. I'm a software developer and here I am with a podcast. It's, It's some sort of marketing. And, you know, I've touched a lot of different parts of marketing on Amazon. So that's, that's, that's super interesting, uh, your background. So, um, you said a few things, uh, as well, you know, you, you want to stick out because, you know, there are other agencies out there that, you know, they could take great images. And if you want to, to launch a new product or, or, you know, get some top placement or get just like a really good conversion percent so that your ad spend is, is more efficient. You know, you gotta, you gotta really figure some things out. And I have come across your seven step photography process. And most of those, uh, things that you talk about are, you know, they, they focus on the primary image. So tell us what, uh, your, approaches to the primary image just and some thoughts that you have there so yeah um the framework you're referring to we have a seven seven step framework and a lot of it does deal with the primary image but because the first thing that your primary image has to do is to grab the attention you have to grab people's attention on amazon first then the rest of your image's job is to convert them into sales right and we have that's included in the framework right we have processes in place that can help convert, but you cannot convert them until you grab their attention first. And so one of the first parts that we look at is we'll look at page one and page two sometimes. But if you look at page one, like for your keyword, you'll see that mostly everyone is doing the same thing, right? Everyone's copying everyone. The, the people trying to get to the number one spots are all copying the top list things. And so it becomes a sea of the same is what I call. And if you know what you're looking for and you know how to do it, then you can, it becomes easy to stand out if you apply this framework, right? And some of the things we use, like one of the big ones is pattern interrupt. And so for those of you who don't know what a pattern yeah, interrupt is. Yeah, tell us is, more about what, so what do you mean by pattern interrupt? Okay, so a pattern interrupt is when, let's say, for example, you're scrolling through Facebook and you're just kind of mindlessly scrolling like a lot of people do. Most people do at some point in their day. And so something stops you. It got your attention. What that is, is it interrupted your pattern, right? And so that is found on Amazon as well. When you are looking through all of these products, when let's say you're looking for a specific product and everybody's image looks the same because they're all copying, the human brain sees that as a pattern, right? The human brain is, is actually the best thing known to man that for pattern recognition. Like not even the best AI can recognize patterns better than the human brain can. And so... That Amazon page one search result page looks like a pattern. And if you know how to interrupt that pattern, to break that pattern, then you can stop someone for a millisecond and get them to click, right? Um, another aspect of this would be color theory. That goes also along with pattern interrupt because on the page one, you'll see a lot of the images are using, a lot of the products are using the same similar colors, right? And so color theory comes into play because 
the human eye identifies colors before they see anything else. And so if, if you look at a color wheel, the colors are laid out in, in a circle. If you take colors that are opposing sides on the opposite sides of each other, those are called complementary colors. So like orange is the opposite of blue and purple is the opposite of yellow. And so what happens is if you take these two colors and you stick them right next to each other, both of those colors become super vibrant and they stand out, right? It makes both colors appear more vibrant and brighter. And so if on page one, all of the images are, or a majority of the images are using similar colors, if you know the complementary color, then you can insert that color mm -hmm. in a creative way onto page one and automatically the eye is drawn to that image. And I yeah. demonstrate that in some of the trains that we do. I can show you how that works. It's very, it's very hard uh, for you not to see that opposite color. No, I mean, right, right over there, you, you already talked about a few ideas that I had never heard before specifically, you know, like it's easy to think about a primary image and be like, well, we just want to show the product and we want it to be clean resolution and a white background. And most of the time I've thought about the primary image, that's where my thoughts stop. <laughs> and um, little did I know like how much uh, extra research you can do to, you know, do the, some of the things you were saying such and like, like color theory makes perfect sense. You know, you could, you could stand out if everyone is uh, placing the product in one direction, you know, you can do a different direction. And I, I could probably talk and think about forever about how, how good the human brain is for, for recognizing patterns. I, I, I see it all the time when I, um, you know, when I think of scrolling on, a, on an Instagram feed these days, like how fast you can like digest information uh, from an image and, and like it, sometimes it's complicated information. And it's the same thing with like products on Amazon. These people are very accustomed to, you know, using their phone and just like flying through stuff to, to find what they want. So, I mean, you, you hit a lot of interesting ideas. If you're listening to this podcast and you have, and you're making some images, I, I think you kind of have to get, get to Albert and, and get, get a hold of the seven step process. It's, um, wait, 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 what do you call it again? The seven? It's a seven step framework. Oh, uh, sorry. So, I mean, it's a checklist framework yeah. process, whatever you want to call it. It's just a system for identifying the holes. Right mm -hmm. for where you can stand out in your market because it's specific to your market, right? This, this right. process is flexible for any kind of product. Yeah, I mean it's similar for products, but every category does have some different things. Like you do need to see, you know, you need to learn from your competitors and 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 figure out what patterns that they have. Did you have another thought on the primary image that I didn't get to? Well, I, no. So that I mean that's it's, that's like just a piece, right? Right. Um, getting the attention is one thing. And I guess this might be crossing into once you grab their attention, right? The, the other thing that I'm really big on is that product features, you know, everybody wants to push product features. And to be totally honest, uh, customers don't care. Like, flatline, they do not care about your product features. They don't care about so the you... polymer that you use. Okay. Product that makes it better than your competitors. Okay. You're saying, like, say you have a someone on, on their picture, they want like a bunch of text and they'd be like, okay, I want you to point out this and this and this on the image. You're saying that's a little bit less important. So what I always tell my clients is like, Hey, you're no longer an Amazon seller. You are a marketer of this product, whatever your product is. And Amazon is a channel, a sales channel. 
right? You have to get into the mind of the person who's buying your product. And so mm -hmm. when anybody's buying anything, they're not buying the product features. They're buying a result that they want. If they think that this product is going to deliver on that result, then they'll buy it. Now, your product feature, as a, as a seller, right, you've invested so much time and effort probably in, like, getting better product features and, like, really caring about this thing. And it's kind of, like, disheartening to hear, like, your customers don't care, right? And that's hmm. not totally what I mean. What I mean is that you can't push that out there because everybody's pushing that out there. What you have to do is you have to phrase things and show the result, right, versus showing a product feature, right? Yep. So, like, if your product is made of a special polymer, right, nobody cares. How can you tie that to a benefit or result that, the, yep. that that customer wants, right? And framing it that way, showing it in an image, and even in your copywriting and text and your infographics, that is what converts people, right? So yep. there's the two parts to this whole deal. I, I, I'm on board. Like it's, I, as a shopper, I'm like results oriented. Like, does this solve my problem? You know, and say it's like a, a jacket, you know, where a material in a jacket actually does matter, but you need to tell them why it matters. That's a, that's probably a results oriented uh, product feature. If it's like, you know, completely shuts out wind or it's like waterproof. Yeah. And, and show them, right. People are visual, right. You, you see, way faster than you read copy, right? And so if you show them yep. in an environment, right, that that's, you show instead of tell. You can tell, but you have to show. Yep. Right? And so demonstrate that thing. Like if your product is stronger than the competition, don't say that. Show your product doing something stronger than the competition, Yep. right? Like demonstrate it. That's what actually convinces people and works. And, and, and even illogically sometimes, right? I don't know if you've ever seen there was an ad for like, you know, telemarketing ads on, on late night TV. They had the guy like demonstrating the product. Like there was this blender, right? And he literally put an iPad in the blender and started blending the iPad. Yep. When are you ever going to blend an iPad? Probably never, right? But they demonstrated that it was strong. It was yep. strong enough to, dem to demolish this iPad. <laughs> that was all people needed to see. Right? Yeah. No, that's the, that's the blend tech, is it not? I believe so. Oh yeah. man, that was such, see, yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. Uh, yeah, you can see the results on that and everyone still remembers those videos. Okay. So let's move, let's move on. There's a, there's obviously more than just a, the primary image. You do want to focus everything you can on that image, but I, you know, a lot of people want to do uh, good lifestyle photos of the you know, product in use. So could you explain the difference between a good lifestyle photo and an unnecessary lifestyle photo? Okay. That, that's a really good question. Okay. And so there's two types of lifestyle photography in Amazon product photography, right? There's the in use where there's people like live models. Um, and then there's the just in a real environment versus not just a static background or just not you know, white background, it's like, let's say it's a mouse pad and it's sitting on a desk with a computer on it. That's also a lifestyle image, Okay. right? And so the difference between a good lifestyle photo and an unnecessary lifestyle photo, um, in, in reality, I would say that if you can show people them using that product, like put it in an environment that they're familiar with, even just without anybody in it, if they can see that in their house or they can see themselves using it in that way, that's useful, right? But when you're just shooting like just a cool photo, right, that has no relevance to 
the buyer, right? That would be an unnecessary lifestyle photo. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're saying exactly what I want you to say because it's kind of like how I've felt. Our t- one of our top products has like three lifestyle photos and they're um, people interacting with this toy, but it's kind of at a distance. And I, what I hate about it is like, you don't really see the product being used. Sure. You see some happy people that have like the product, but like it doesn't uh, laser in on why you need to buy this toy. So believe it or not, right, this, this could still be effective because when I was talking about results, right, what is the result? If, a, if it's a toy that your family is going to use, right, you're painting a picture mm-hmm. of what and, – and people put themselves in that image, right? Okay. And so if you're painting a picture of what they can do with the product, uh-huh. which is like have a, create a good memory with your family, that actually does work. Okay. Right? And, and this is counterintuitive because you as a seller, you think like, hey, it's not showing the product well enough, right? Uh-huh. But people are buying that product to do something. Uh-huh. There's a purpose, right? So let's say it's like a mobility thing where you hurt your fingers and it's some splints, right? Yeah, yeah, you can show really good pictures of the splints on a hand. But if you show someone playing basketball, with the splints on their hand. You can barely see the splints, but you can see they're there. Oh, right. It gives people the idea of this is what I can do with this product, right? Right. That is the counterintuitive type of marketing that if you understand your customer, like it doesn't seem like it would work, but it does work. Okay. I guess I could expand a little bit. Like these ones, they were like three images and they are all kind of like the same. I was actually fine with one, but I couldn't defend you know, what you were just saying um, in terms of creating a memory or showing something in use, they, they did feel a little bit disconnected. I like that. Like you said, like a splint is a great example. Like you don't have to show the, the splint, but if you show someone playing basketball with a splint, then they know. You yeah. Know. I can do this now. Like this thing is going to help me do that thing that I really want. Right. Yeah. I'm only buying this for some reason. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, we, we kind of forget, we get so wrapped up in being the business owner, the entrepreneur that we are, our sole focus is our product, right? But other people, their focus is not our product. Their focus is what they want, mm-hmm. right? What's in it for me is like, uh, one of my mentors, he, he would say that dial into what's in it for me radio is like, what's in it for them? What are they going to get out of this? You think that way and you show what they want, that works. That converts people way faster than pushing, you know, specific product features. And you're going to beat the competition because they don't know this. They are just pushing their superior polymer or their IP65 shatterproof glass or whatever. You know, the average person doesn't know what that means or care, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you definitely need to speak to the average person. They don't speak, you know, your manufacturing process. They just... uh, (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so... Adding on to, you know, these uh, after lifestyle photos, um, one thing I see a fair amount of and and not super experienced with this is but just uh, text and badges on pictures. I know images like two through seven, you know, you can start to put uh, these types of uh, things on the image. Do you have opinions or uh, best practices of when or when not to use, uh, you know, text and badges? 
Yeah, so I would say I like them for several reasons because if you demonstrate a really nice image of the photo, of the product, right? But you want, there's more that you want to say, but you don't want to overwhelm with words. You don't want to fill the page with words. That takes away from the photo. But it's important that these additional graphics, we call them infographics, are very high quality, right? And the reason is that when people are looking at your listing, they're looking at your images and they're making a judgment, right? They're looking at the quality of your images and then the quality of your graphic design, the quality of the graphic. For many people, they understand innately what looks good and what doesn't. And so it increases the perceived value of your brand and of your product when you have really sharp looking infographics, mm-hmm. right? But again, you have to be careful and not push the features. You, they have to be very relevant to what that person wants. But mm-hmm. I definitely, definitely recommend them, but it has to be high quality. Like some people will go on to like Fiverr and use like some really, really cheap graphics. Um, and while it may work in a non-competitive niche, the more competitive the niche is, the better graphics you're going to need. Um, and I do also recommend, this is kind of related, I do also recommend higher-end packaging. I mean, we have seen, and this comes in to, to play with the graphics, we have seen people be able to charge up to 20% more for the same product because they had better packaging. Okay, like but bottom but, line is higher perceived value. Right. Because are you um, showing the packaging as well in your images? Yeah. If you have good packaging, I always like to feature it. I oh like yeah, for it in sure. A unique way. I don't like to do flat images. Yep. I like to show some depth and stuff, but like really highlight. Like I think Apple. I like that a lot because um, I've been saying that even just a price point, say, you know, there's a product that's $19.99 and then a competing product is $24.99. All of us do feel that that $24.99 might be a higher quality product. It actually may not be true at all. It's perception. But but there are shoppers out there that don't want to buy the same products twice. They've all been burned by a, a, a faulty product at Walmart. And you're giving, you know, cues about the quality of a product in just your price alone. But yeah. uh, but you're also doing it uh, with the, the packaging. And and what's what's even better is you get to show off the packaging. Yeah. So that make, that makes perfect so, sense because you're, you're kind of hitting two birds with one stone. You're 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 giving a good uh, you're sending a quality signal and you're also showing them what it's going to be coming inside of. Yeah, absolutely. And so the other reason, right, it it raises the perceived value, right? The higher perceived value, the higher the price, the higher the perceived value to the customer, the more willing they are to part with their money, right? And so they know that these low quality products on Amazon, they've already probably purchased a bunch of them, right? Maybe they're purchasing even the same product that they tried before. And now they're looking for something more expensive because the, the, the cliche is you get what you pay for. Right now, I don't I don't advise having a crappy product and get really great product uh, packaging and then try to, <laughs> right. you know, because that's going to catch up to you. Right. But if you have a good product or, or similar level product to the best products out there and you increase your infographics, the badges, the text, it looks sharp. It looks like you paid some money to you look like a brand. Right. And your packaging is good. You can charge more and that justifies the price. And you separate yourself. You're not having to compete on your race to the bottom on price, right? You can do things to increase your price and get rid of or get away from that competition of yep. trying to go down. 
I you mean, know, that's a losing proposition no matter which way you look at it. Yeah, I, I've been saying if you want to if you want to be on Amazon in ten years from now, you need to learn about the creative ways of raising prices. Absolutely. And, and I think you just uh, hit one or two right there. I mean, one like. Uh, across the board, if you have like images one through seven and they're all high quality, you're actually sending a signal that like, we're a company that cares about stuff. I actually, one of our um, uh, employees kind of said that he's like, I like it when someone has like, you know, all six or seven images, it feels full. It feels like someone's behind this. I don't care if they're in a garage. It feels like they're committed. And, and that, that there's just, there's just a lot of different ways that like when you send those, all those signals, um, through your pictures, just uh, your pictures alone, you, you can even raise your price because of that. that, that I, I, I love this. Yeah. And one other thing that we have seen work, and, and, I, and I, I can't take credit for this, right? I, I, I follow <laughs> a guy named Russell Brunson. Okay. And he talked about, I don't know if you, you know who that is. I'm Russell Brunson. Yeah. He's no. the uh, co-founder of ClickFunnels. Okay. So he, he's the guy who disrupted the entire marketing industry with the concept of a marketing funnel. And so instead of selling a product, right, you, you call it an offer, right? And what is an offer? An offer is where he, he goes through and shows this demonstration like, hey, would you buy this iPhone, right? This iPhone is worth what, 500 bucks, right? Do you think that I could sell you this exact same iPhone for $10,000, right? And most people's opinion and ideas would be like, there's no way. There's no way you could sell that $500 iPhone for $10,000. But when Russell Brunson converts that iPhone product into an offer, you want to give him the $10,000, right? And that's by raising the value of what you're giving them, right? So in that example specifically, he's like, well, in this phone, I have the contacts for all the celebrities that I've ever worked with. I have $250,000 worth of courses that I've paid for. And so he increases the value of that iPhone. I'm going to give you this iPhone. It's only $10,000, right? And so you can do the same with your Amazon product. Now it's hard to do it only on Amazon. And this kind of takes me down another little rabbit hole that I don't think I got to in the information that you heard sure. from me is that you should control your brand, yep. right? This is a big, big deal. And Amazon right now is fully in control of your brand. Right. And so how we, there's ways that you can do that to where you can, both control your brand and use Amazon as a sales channel, right? And you, it's through a marketing funnel, you're getting a little bit into the uh, post-purchase uh, life cycle. Well, it could be, it could be even before. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There's ways okay. to drive traffic there, um, but that's how you can increase, right? Increase that value where you can charge more. So, like, let's say I'll give you a quick example. Let's say you're selling a taco holder, right? For example, it holds tacos. Everyone else's price is the same thing. Well, it's a taco holder. What if you created an ebook with 15 of the most delicious taco recipes and you give that away with your product? Now, you have a high-end graphic that shows that. This is something you're going to give to your customers. Well, that, per that increased the value of that offer. Right? Yeah. It's not a physical thing, but you can do things to increase the value that they're getting. Yeah, you just right? kind of changed the game right there. By right. doing that. Um, yeah. Now on that, you, I should know this, but you can just throw in an ebook on, um, in conjunction. Yeah. And, uh, we've done it. We've seen it done before and we've been doing it for some of our clients is um, they'll, they'll give away an ebook. And obviously there's a product insert where they have to go and 
and get it, or I, I don't know exactly right, how right, right. sellers are it, delivering it. I actually think that that is a product insert that you can do. It's not a, uh, uh, you know, kind of one of those shady inserts that try and, you know, <laughs> that kind of try and go around the terms of service of Amazon. But like, if you're, if you're giving them something and like, this is, you know, an ebook and that's the end of the yeah. interaction like that, that's, that's, that's legal. I like that. Yeah. And so what, what we're actually doing is we're actually controlling the customer first. We're driving the traffic to Amazon listing. And there's a way to connect with different apps where you can use Amazon FBA as the fulfillment, right? Right. But you control the customer data. You drive that person to the Amazon listing, mm-hmm. right? But you're building a list. You control the customer data. You can sell them other products. You can upsell them additional products, right? There's, there's so many things you can do if you control the brand and, and you put some things in front of Amazon versus a lot of people thought, on the back end, there's ways to do on the front end as well. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think uh, I, you've given me plenty of thoughts for like another podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's kind of one of those things that like, you, you know, when you're you're considering photography, like you want to know all the uh, aspects that you, you can do. And um, I've always said that, you know, there's an outsized benefit to winning on Amazon you know, the person that's getting first and second position, they get like 80% of the sales. Absolutely. And so, you know, if you're able to crack at it and, you know, kind of win the algorithm, um, then you just get, you get rewarded a little bit more than it's almost than you deserve. But like, I guess you do deserve it because you, um, you know, you went through and, and figured some things out and, and got creative. Um, Let's see. I have like one or two more questions just because I, I think it'll help me understand more about you and your process. Have you ever had a, a photo that you've done and you come back a, a few days later or even weeks later and you realize that you, you probably got it wrong that first time around? Absolutely. That's happened before. And a lot of times I'll tell you how it happens, right? Yeah. Um, when we started, we started just like everyone else. We let you know, we asked for a shot list, like as a photographer, it's like, Hey, what do you want us to shoot? We can shoot it, but you got to tell us. Right. And a lot of times when being driven by the customer or even your own ideas, right. Oh, I think it would be cool to do this. You can get it wrong. Right. And, and the seventh step of the framework we use is actually running a poll, right? We take the market images. We, we, we do the research. We take several images sometimes four to eight images and we run a poll. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime members, right? If you know who your customer is, we yeah. split it into demographics and stuff. But using the feedback, right? Like we did a massager, uh, a body massager, like a back massager. Yeah. And it was really nice picture. Like it was really, really well done. However, I had an inkling before we did the poll that a competitor was going to win. And there was a specific reason that I thought the competitor was going to win. Um, and after we did the photo and then we did the poll afterwards, right? I wanted to prove to the client, the client had an idea of what he wanted, but I wanted to prove to the client, Hey, I don't think this is going to work the way that you want it to. Let mm-hmm. me show you why. And so we ran the poll and what happened was the one that I thought would win did win. And the reason was people didn't even know what the product was yep. standing there until they saw it on this woman's back and they used complimentary colors and they put it on the woman 
And then immediately they understood what it was and right. that won by a massive margin. Yep. Right. And so we did get it wrong and we corrected it. We, we did a full lifestyle shoot with this client. And so we had other images and we just, we just revamped. We, we, we reworked an existing image to become their main image. And that ended up working really well. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I've, I have seen your video about, you know, showing how to do a poll. That's super uh, helpful. And you can kind of get some data in a space that you don't get a lot of data normally. You know, you don't get a lot of, we don't get uh, all the click through and all the uh, demographic information and, and, and even like uh, the feedback from, you know, Amazon shoppers. And so uh, a poll uh, can give you that data and it can tell you, you know, where you've maybe made a mistake or you've overlooked something. Yeah. That feedback, I always say this is it is a gold mine. Like it's not just that you see what they're going to click on first, but people will tell you exactly why they clicked on it and why they didn't click on the other ones. And it's never something that's intuitive, uh -huh. right? To give you a really quick example, uh, stainless steel straws, they always have the brush, right? To clean out the straws. And so we were doing a poll on that. And one of the brands had a bronze brush. Everyone else has a white brush. Well, when the results came back, it said, I would not click on that product because the brush looks dirty. Huh. That was the response. And we were like, holy crap. We never even thought that people would think it's dirty. It's just a bronze color, right? That was the perception. And there's so many other examples of just super surprising. I, I never, like, I'm always surprised when I get these results. Yeah. Things you never would ever think of. And it's super useful to use before we shoot the images. Yeah. Right. So that's why we recommend doing that first. Oh, that, that you're right. That feedback, having real people that are not connected to you in any way, be able to give you feedback. That's like you said, it's a gold mine. Uh, so, so tell me a little bit more about that. Where is that poll website or how can uh, the listeners learn more about that? Okay. So I have a easy way to do it, right? So we have set up a, a, a page where you can download this. It's seven. So the number seven steps, dot zonproductphotography.com if you go to seven steps zonproductphotography.com you can actually just click there and just get me your name and email and i will send over that seven step framework where you can walk through our framework that we use it's step by step you, you can do it yourself but yep. you know if you want some help we can help you with it there's an opportunity for that but that brings me to something that we're doing we're actually giving away um, a product photography shoot, right? So if anyone's listening to this and you go and download that seven step framework and you send me an email, my email is albert at zonproductphotography.com. And then just in the subject line, type in giveaway and I'll get you the link to possibly win a free shoot. There like you go. Free, it's, our, it's like eight ninety nine is what the value is. Of that. Yeah. So that could be something that if you're interested in just sending that email, that's it's super easy. Just there, there you go. That's awesome. Um, Based off of what I've been hearing you say and, and talk about, that it sounds super valuable, especially if, you know, you sometimes people put all their, uh, all their eggs in one basket. And when that's the case, I think, uh, you know, investing in every little piece on photography is exactly what you have to do. I mean, so much is at stake, right? You've yeah. invested, I don't know, six months, three months, 12 months, to, to skimp out and, and 
miss on the the one thing that people are gonna that's the window into your product mm-hmm. right there's so much at stake like i really think you have to be more strategic and you have to put more effort at the stage because your competition's not going to do that right and you you need to stand out right so i definitely like this framework i sometimes i almost feel like i share it freely but i don't want <laughs> the competitors to see this and right. i don't want everyone to use it because then Okay, then we have to develop some new ways of doing this, which is cool. It's always, no, I, we're always evolving. It's the same way. Like, I'm sure that some people that I have uh, told something valuable to on the podcast end up, you know, we're, we're competing on a listing together. <laughs> but, like, yeah. the, the truth is, the way I see it, Amazon is a huge ocean of people and products. Like, it's hard to, like, understand the scale and sure, maybe you help one competitor, but our biggest competitor, our number one competitor out there competes on less than 5% of our products. So like, they're really not our competitor. It's, it's just, it's kind of, it's just a big ocean of, of people and ideas out there. And so I think I, I'm like, I love that you are throwing out that value first and I recommend anyone to, to do that, to follow through. Uh, so it's seven step dot zon product photography is that right yeah seven steps it's plural so seven the number seven oh steps step with the s yeah zon product photography.com and that's okay. the only thing you can get there okay so it's, it's like a landing page just to get that seven step framework yep so albert he gave it to me and i read through it and you know i even passed it on to uh, a colleague and you know we dissected it and loved it it's 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 stuff from this podcast, a little bit more unique and, you know, you could reference it all the time as you're, as you're creating stuff. Um, but Albert, if people want to get a hold of you or a hold of your agency or, uh, however you want to, you know, be, uh, reached out to what's, what's the best way. So you can visit our website, which is zonproductphotography.com. All right. Or you can send me an email at the email that I gave, which is Albert at zonproductphotography.com. Okay. Um, there's different ways to contact us there. You yeah. can get us on Messenger and, or And um, I'll, I'll try to make sure I get one or two of those uh, pieces of information to the show notes so people, if they're on their phones, can just like click through and shorten that for them. Okay, super valuable information. This is, uh, I, I might go so far to say, is probably the, the, the best interview I've done on the podcast because we had a hard time staying on one subject. We kind of jumped into some (laughs) other unique values uh, of marketing. And clearly you've had a lot of experience with the, the many aspects of um, internet and Amazon marketing. So thank you so much for coming on. And I really uh, appreciate this opportunity, man. Thank you so much. Uh, And I mean, like they say a picture says a thousand words and, uh, that's definitely true on Amazon because I don't read the words on Amazon. If I'm on no. my phone, <laughs> I don't read through um, the the bullet points or the description. If you can't no. if you can't teach me the product and the images, I'm I'm moving on. And if the pro- if the product images are bad, I'm not buying your product. Period. Right. Totally. Like, I'm just not, and I, and I don't think that's partial. Like my wife is not a photographer, and she looks for the same exact thing. Like this photo looks bad. I don't I don't want to buy this product. You know, it's just innate and human. Yep. Like we want to buy something that's going to be good. No, you're totally right. So thank you so much for bringing your expertise and uh, helping inform uh, the Amazon ecosystem. That's that's great. And so I, I'd encourage anyone, if you're, if you're uh, going to uh, go all in on a product, to, uh, to look into more what Albert has been talking about.
So thank you, Albert. Thank you and so uh, if you uh, like what you hear, leave me a rating on uh, iTunes and uh, reach out to me on Instagram. I can't tell you how many more people have just been reaching out on Instagram. I'm, I have to spend a, a portion of my day, but like I've actually get a lot of value. Some, someone taught me the other day, something I had never even considered about the inventory placement fee on Amazon and kind of a unique strategy that they're doing with the business. So I still have a lot left to learn. And so that's why I've appreciated people reaching back out to me. And, uh, so that's it for this week. Tune in next time. See ya. One, two, three. This episode has been produced by LaunchPod Media.